We don't sugarcoat things. It's, it, you know, you're going to get your feelings hurt. And maybe I'm a little old school on that because we were late in life having, having kids. So we're not your typical, you know, uh, no offense to your age, you know. Helicopter parent. Yeah, we're not helicopter. And, and a lot of that came from watching my brothers and sisters raise their kids and figuring out that, oh, you don't, you're not going to break them. Mm -hmm. Hi, everybody. Uh, I am here with my uncle, Randy Miller. Uh, he is our first guest here on Better Best Dads, and we are going to be talking about parenting and uh, the way that men can come together and help each other become great dads. Um, so Randy, how many kids do you have and how long have you been a parent? Uh, four girls. Um, I've been a parent for 14 years. And what are their names? Uh, Maddie is the oldest. She's 14. Elizabeth is my second oldest. She's 12. Kayla is 10. And Abby is my youngest and she is seven. Tell me your parenting journey. So going from... <laughs> um, you know how long you've been married to your mm -hmm. wife kind of the uh, the experiences that the two of you had before you got married right. and then leading up to the point where you guys are now okay well uh, what Chris and I this year have been together 30 years now dang so yeah. you are old I know. <laughs> I know so yeah it's been been 30 years with her um, been married 26 and we've been parents for 14, so we were a long time without having kids. We never thought we'd have kids. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was like 12 years of trying and, and didn't know why. Nobody could ever tell us why. It just wasn't time. Mm -hmm. So um, before we had kids, it was all about us. We had toys, a lot of toys. Went snowmobile and did, you know, free will and fancy free. We didn't have, if we wanted to go do something, we went and did it. Um, it didn't take a lot of coordination. We just jumped in the car and went. Right. And now yeah, we're enjoying that right now. A lot. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> The, the time it takes to go somewhere or do something now is just, it's, it's like, wow, really? <laughs> you know, it's like, really? It's taken us this long to just get in the car and go, you know? So, but it's, that's the biggest, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was the biggest challenge for me is like, what am I going to do about my time? What am I going to do with me? So, so um, you guys were trying for, well, you guys were married yep. for 12 years. And then yep. uh, when did the parenting part the come in? Parenting play? happened and we were married actually in 96. The parenting happened in 2004 with Maddie. Okay. So it wasn't quite, it was about eight years, I guess it was. But um, we tried, you know the story, but, but yeah. So it was really probably eight years we, we officially tried. And uh, yeah, we just never, never thought we'd have kids and just went out and bought toys and, and just lived life. And all of a sudden I started a business and, and was dirt poor and didn't know, you know, she was working kind of part-time-ish and things like that. Then all of a sudden I got a phone call and like, guess what? So and like, it hits you like, yeah, yeah, that's the face right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> like, ooh, now what do I do? So, Jen threw that pregnancy yeah. test at me. Yeah. Oh, crap. What do we do now? And it's like nerve-wracking. You don't want to touch And It's like, yeah, you don't want to touch her. You don't want to. Right. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm good. No. Yeah, my joke was, well, can't unring that bell. No, no, that bell's done. <laughs> yep. So, yep. oh, geez. Yeah. Um, so going from having no kids to no responsibilities, yep. how did you guys manage to go from that to four <laughs> well i mean i know how you right. manage that but you know <laughs> over time i mean right. it, it, you know once the biggest i'll, I'll be honest the most nerve-wracking moment for me was between one and two mm -hmm. because my thought process was between maddie and elizabeth is how i'm going to give maddie my attention mm -hmm. now i got this other other baby that how am i gonna you know, I, I felt really bad for maddie because 
she was that's all I had so 100% of the time we, we were focused on her and um, you know then Elizabeth came along and and you learn how to do it I mean it's just and Elizabeth got a, another piece of my heart and, and uh, she's got a big piece they all do um, but if anybody tells you you don't bond more with one than the other, that's that's not true because personalities are different. Mm -hmm. Even though you came from the same stock, it's still they all have their own personalities, their own ways, their own thoughts, and and you bond a little more with others. Um, but you love them all, you care for them all, you do anything for them. You know you'll you'll walk through fire with them and take a bullet. You know I guess that'd be a good analogy, and, and not even think about it. Mm -hmm. So your priority, like I said, your priorities change and. Uh, you know, when we were, <clears throat> when we had Kayla then, number three, we decided, you know, the first two are so easy and they're we getting along good, let's just have another one, and we did. And that wasn't a big deal, really, honestly. We already had the minivan. We already had, you know, piles of clothes. It wasn't a big, huge deal for us. It's just, okay, we had another body. Mm -hmm. And uh, sisters took to it real well, and then, then we kind of started seeing that um, there's always somebody left out. You know, either Kayla's left out because the other two were playing, or you know, two of them kind of focus, and the other one was always left out. So it's kind of funny. We're going to church one night, and uh, one of our assistant pastors has four boys, and so I asked him. I said, you know, what's the difference between having three and four? He goes, nothing. He goes, you're already you're so geared into it at that point. He goes, you're broke with three. You're going to be just as broke with four. <laughs> he goes, it doesn't really matter at that yeah. point. You're already you're so geared up for us. So that's when we decided we'll have have another one, and it. Abby's kind of a year off of the other ones because we had a wedding, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's how we ended up with four. And uh, but it's funny; it just kind of all works out. And you know, now we're in the phase of life where her, Krista, and I can go out to eat and leave the kids at home because Maddie and Elizabeth are old enough to watch them for a few hours, mm -hmm. and then we don't have to worry about it. You know, we lock the doors. You know, so it's it's we're kind of in the mode now where we can go out and actually go Christmas shop and go go have dinner by yourselves and that's important too and you got to protect your marriage because nobody else is doing it for you that's so right. and don't your kids important but your wife's just as important if mm -hmm. not more she's right. actually more important so I, I've heard that um, you have to make sure that your wife is just a little more important because yep. she's gonna be the one after yep. all the kids leave the kids are yep. apart and then um, they're a part of your life right. but then eventually they'll just be um, on their own on their own yep. and hopefully doing their own thing right. and if you did your job then they'll be doing all of that well right well and they say the biggest divorce rates after 25 years of marriage and that's usually typically when the kids are out of the house mm -hmm. so you look around you're going hmm, who are you because right. you focus all your energy on the kids and you can't do that mm -hmm. I mean you want to but it's okay to tell your kids no too I mean it does you don't have to say yes and give them every little thing you know it's, it's okay to make them work for it and and teach them a work ethic because that's what life's going to be not everything's gonna be handed to you, so you gotta teach them how to work and how to how to take no for an answer because they're gonna hear no a lot. I mean, how many times have you heard no? Oh, that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. So I mean, it's just yeah. So I mean, it's just it's part of it. You know, you're gonna get jobs. You know, you're gonna get fired from jobs. You're gonna get rejected for jobs. Your promotions and it's part of life. So they need to learn that too. That not everything comes easy, and if you can do it, you can do it. If not, then. So I think that leads into a perfect example of our culture right now mm -hmm. and how a lot of our culture doesn't have that same attitude about raising kids. Right. And so um, what have you realized as a parent about uh, how you want your kids to end up and how does that impact the way that you parent your kids now based on our culture? Right. I want, 
I want my kids to end up better than me. Not as far as, not as far as like money, mm -hmm. but I got a, I had a late start with, with my faith. And I mean, I grew up in the church, out of the church. But one of the most proud things, the things I'm most proud of is Maddie's been in church since she was a week old. And that's a proud moment for me that I'm planting that seed with her. And it may not always get watered, but it'll always be there. And that, that'll always be part of her life. And she may stray, but she knows the path she's supposed to be on. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm proud of with all my kids is that we've raised them in the church. And it takes a church to raise a family. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's tough. The world is tough. And it's not always sunshine and roses. There's, there's problems. You're going to fall. You're going to, you know, get skin knees. And it's how you deal with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and that's one of the things I wished growing up my dad would have done more. I mean, he, he provided for us. We always had a house. We always had, you know, food on the table. But there's the emotional side he didn't know how to do because he didn't have it. Mm -hmm. And... That's what I'm trying to get with my kids. And am I, am I good at it? No. I fail every day. I failed, you know, last night. You know, I just, you get tired, you get worn down, and just, you know, attitudes come along. And, and I really have to watch it that I don't fall back into that um, trap of my dad where he reacted before he really knew the whole story. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be that dad. And it's tough. It's a, it's a tough obstacle to overcome. Because you, you've seen that and you grew up with it. And yeah. you don't want to be too hard, but you don't want to be too soft. Right. And, Finding you know, that balance. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, with, with, with my dad, it was more of a, sometimes it was hit, hit first, ask questions later. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, I don't want to be that, but I also don't want him to get away with murder either. Right. You know? So it's a, it's a, it's a tightrope. And okay. I don't want to be that soft parent that, that gives them everything. Mm -hmm. and, and then they don't know what it's like to yeah, have a work ethic or, you know, everything's just always handed and they expect everything. You know, the brand new phones, the brand new whatever. I'm going to buy you a brand new car. I don't have a brand new car. I don't have a brand new phone. So why am I going to give it to you? Right. <laughs> yeah, you live within your means. So, you know, could I go get it? Yeah, but I don't want to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's something you got to learn that not everything's given to you. Not everything's a handout. And sometimes you got to deal with what you have. So how do you instill a work ethic in your kids? Um, chores. If we're out helping somebody, they're they're usually with me. I mean, if we uh, help some guys at work move, and they, you know, the older two went with me, and they help me move. Mm -hmm. It's just what they do, and I want them to be people, kids that are adults that are willing to help other people, and and uh, it's sometimes inconvenient, inconvenient, but at the same time, it's it's what you got to do to help people out. Yeah. So. Um, do they typically, do they push back with that at all? Sometimes. I yeah. mean, they have chores. I mean, uh, during the summer, you know, they'll do dishes. Krista doesn't do dishes in the summer because she's done them all winter. So they have dishes. We, uh, we have them pick up dog piles. We call them dimes because mm -hmm. we pay them a dime a pile. Okay, there you go. So it keeps, <laughs> keeps the yard clean. Um, the two older ones are mowing the yard. Um, I do pay them for that, but they're, they're responsible for keeping the rooms clean and, and just slowly working them their way up. If they want something, if, if, if it's something that they want, it's out of the norm, um, then they're responsible for buying it. Mm -hmm. you know, if they want 
a certain type of clothes or electronics or something. They, if they want it, we can't do it. Then you got to you have to figure out how to save your money and get it yourself. And that's what we do. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll help them, but I love that because yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you don't get that, then you learn the hard way. Right, and the hard way is typically very expensive. Exactly. So, you, oh, I just charge it. Just charge yeah, it. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh, I can. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's, I don't want them to be that way. That's so. um, a lot of my mindset uh, up until pretty recently was oh, whatever you know because yeah. i was always pretty manipulative with my parents right. and i was able to oh, get, yeah. get what i wanted yep. out of them and yep. then um you know they were divorced and i was always able to pit them against each right. other to um you know make it's sure pretty easy too I, wasn't yeah, it? it wasn't hard at all it's like when you're 13 and you're right. doing stuff like that i mean one christmas i ended up with an xbox and a playstation yeah. you know <laughs> it's like, yep. same christmas yeah and so um but I never really learned the value of a dollar, and um, you know, it's something that I, I definitely had to learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah you and get yourself in debt and have to work it out. Yeah, yeah, so, it's tough. Jen's still mad at me for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's really yeah. good. So, one of the things that you are really well known for in our family is <laughs> always having, um, you know, this. You you like to joke around a lot, mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of kids don't handle that very well. <laughs> A lot of people don't handle that well. Yeah. Right. And um, in kind of our culture of feelings Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're you're not allowed to offend anybody or anything controversial or Mm -hmm. anything. Um, How do you think your personality and your hijinks have um, allowed your girls to grow up um, a little different than maybe... I've, other kids I've, I, I would hope to I've matured a little bit so I'm not as bad as I used to be I mean I know I used to be a jerk when I was five you yeah. dumped my head in the trash can yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah. well, you probably deserved it probably <laughs> it's like, like your sister yeah. <laughs> every time she got in trouble by me it was because or I did something to her because she was doing something back to me but, yeah um, <laughs> we have I, you know, I like to be it, it's funny because I'm, I'm more of the fun parent sometimes I like to have fun. I, I goof around with them. I can't, if I keep it light, if they get hurt, I kind of joke about it. Oh, I got some saws. I'll come. We can just cut that off. No, yeah. you know, yeah. then they're all of a sudden it's fixed. You know, so I, I mean, I don't. We don't sugarcoat things. It's it, you know, you're gonna get your feelings hurt, and maybe I'm a little old school on that because we were late in life having having kids. So we're not your typical. You know, uh, no offense to your age, you know. Helicopter parent. Yeah, we're not helicopter. And a lot of that came from watching my brothers and sisters raise their kids and figuring out that, oh, you don't, you're not going to break them. Mm-hmm. And, and having it, I mean, how many nieces and nephews I have by 2004? Like I 80. mean, yeah, maybe 90. Yeah. We're a fertile bunch. Millers are good at one yeah, thing, that's right. that's right. you know. A lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> every time. Yeah. I got that yeah. pressure. Oh, great. Another oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, being an older parent, we have different thought processes when watching my brothers and sisters raise their kids and, and seeing that, you know what, it's okay to say no. It's okay to to joke around. It's okay to, if they get hurt, you don't have to go, you know, and yeah. baby them. No, it's like, you okay? And, they, you know, they'll, they'll figure out how to work it out for themselves. I mean, I, we're not one to, because you react, then they're going to react the same way. So mm-hmm. a lot of it's just... I keep calm, and, and if they get hurt, if it's bad, then then we'll deal with it. And, and but we try not to get like, oh my God, you're gonna be all right, you know. And yeah. just, you know, so we it's don't. Pretty much, hey, you're okay. Yeah, shake you're it okay. Off. Shake it off and move on. You know, right. get an ice pack and away we go. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we do it. We're not not the hovers. We don't like to hover. I mean, they got to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mowing the yard. You know, Maddie's been 
I think she was 10 or 11 when she started mowing the yard. It's like, this is the rule. This is what you got to do. And she's been doing fine. But a lot of parents are like, oh, God, I'd never do that with my kids. It's like, why not? Well, I just mow it. Why? What are you teaching them? Mm-hmm. You're not teaching them, you know. That, so when they get out on their own, what are they going to do? You know, Elizabeth comes out here and, and works on the cars with me every once in a while. Not as much as she used to right now. But, um, you know, the stuff you got to know. You know, okay, even if you take your car to the garage, you still you have an idea of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Maddie helped me rebuild the camper, and she really likes doing that stuff. So she can build stuff, and she enjoys it. You know, she likes cooking. And, you know, Kayla and Abby were still trying to find their way because they're quite a bit younger yet, but just getting close. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So how your girls are all, obviously, they're at different stages in life, mm-hmm. but they're also, they each got way different personalities. And so how do yeah. you, how do you um, juggle that as a dad and making sure that um, they're all getting the individual attention that they need while not um, being the most important kid? Right. It's, it's a juggling act because as they change, as they get older, they don't need you as much. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of weird how it just kind of works out. It's, Maddie is more of a mama's girl. Um, she loves spending time with mom. Um, and they all do. I mean, for their birthdays, we all, you know, they get to take a, go to, go shopping for a day with mom. And they absolutely just love it. They get a day by themselves. And that's, you know, if I go to the store, I'll take one with me. And, and so that's kind of how I do it. There's no favoritism. It's just, if I'm going somewhere, usually somebody's with me. You know, if I have to go to work on my off day, then chances are one of them's going to be with me. So that's kind of how I do my one-on-one. Um, there's no perfect, perfect scenario i mean sometimes one will want to go and the others won't if there's two of them to go it's like well you know you went last time or i'll take you next time i can only take one right now mm-hmm. so that's kind of how i i juggle it cool yeah but so it's, it's kind of making yeah. sure that they all know that they're yeah. appreciated and, and maddie's a stage where she's kind of getting you know she's a teenager now so she wants to be kind of by herself and she spends a lot of time in her room just mm-hmm. by herself and she enjoys that so she's, how coming into now you know you've, you've been raising kids for so long mm-hmm. now they are starting to get a little older mm-hmm. and you are starting to get into uh, raising teenagers <laughs> yeah and you're gonna have three teenagers under your roof at the same time mm-hmm. eventually so um what are your what are the ways that you're getting ready for that it's in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's why I got this. Yeah. That's my man cave. No girls allowed. Right. So I got to lock on the door so we're good. That's all. Yeah, Your mom go. is yours. I can't handle this. I mean, it is kind of funny, though, that, you know, there's things I just can't. Mom's got to take care of it because mm-hmm. I can't explain it. I mean, that's one advantage of having girls over boys. You know, I didn't. I couldn't take them to the bathroom. I couldn't. You know, so it's like, oh, they're yours. Yeah. So there's certain things. You know, they they tend to go to mom for their advice because it's a mom. So I mean, there's some things they do, but I mean, it's a challenge, especially the attitudes. And I don't take attitudes very well, and I fail miserably when it comes to somebody having a, a piss poor attitude and, and not doing. You know, just being nasty to the sisters, being that just have a a nasty attitude. And I, I struggle with that. I'm not sure how I'm handling that yet. I'm, I think I'm doing very poor because I react a lot to that. And uh, I let a teenager beat me or win because I get, like, I just want to wring your neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, that's a good, I don't know. I, I just deal with it and try to keep my, take a breath. And I'm mm-hmm. normally the calm one. It doesn't get real upset, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So I'm, I'm the more the one that, that can talk my way through it because I do it so much at work and you know, I just 
trying to talk my way through it. And sometimes I fail. If I'm tired, yeah, I'm horrible at it. Mm -hmm. So I'm still learning that one. Um, if you're getting any good insights, let me know. Yeah, no, I'll, yeah I'm, that's why I'm interviewing dads who have been like grandpas for a while yeah. and yep. stuff like that so they yep. can see the whole picture. Um, so one of the things that you keep mentioning is that you, you fail a lot. Oh, and, every day. Um, I think for somebody to admit that is very, um, it's, it's not a very common thing because everybody wants that yeah. illusion of being perfect. Right. That's Facebook world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, how have you come to terms with your failures that you've had over the years as a parent? When I, when I overreact or I do something wrong, I usually calm down about it. Then I'll go ask for forgiveness. I'll go talk to him about it when I'm calm and ask him to forgive me and, I, and tell him why. You know, I was wrong because of this and this. I should have handled it differently. And I, I let my emotions take over and it wasn't right. So I just asked for forgiveness. That's all I do. That's all I know how to do. Yeah. Say I'm sorry and will you forgive me? And they usually do. Thank goodness. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. You know, and I'm sure that there's plenty of times when they've had to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we screw up even with people. I mean, you and, and Jen or Kristen and I or whoever, family. I mean, I screw up a lot and you just got to ask, hey, I was wrong. You got to admit, swallow your pride and say I'm wrong, and and uh, I screwed up. It's okay to screw up. You're not we're human. We're perfect. We know there's no manual saying how you need to raise a kid, mm -hmm. and every kid's different. So you're gonna screw up. You're gonna fall. You're gonna hit. You know, get your nose bloody. You just gotta wipe it off, and you know what? Swallow your pride and say I'm sorry. I screwed up. I'm I'm, I'm not very good at this some days. <laughs> yeah. So. Jen's pregnant. Mm -hmm. We've been married. Um, Not very long. Miller's a very good reproducer. Yeah, yeah. I got to play a little bit first. Yeah. Well, we've known each other a long I know. time. And, you know, yeah. The reason that I dated, that I wanted to marry Jen in the first place was because I knew she was going to be a phenomenal mom. Right. And coming from my background, that's something that I really wanted to make sure mm -hmm. that I found in a wife yes. was somebody who's going to be really great about raising kids as well. Mm -hmm. And we come from pretty similar backgrounds. Um, you know, her parents are divorced as well, so um, we're really focused on that. We talk mm -hmm. about divorce a lot. It shouldn't and not not like with each other. Right. The reason why, why people it do right. and um, you know making yep. sure that we're doing the right things to um, make sure that our marriage is okay, so mm -hmm. that way our kids don't have yep. to be raised in that right. situation because it's uh, it's it's rough. And mm -hmm. I've said uh, I've been through that once already, and. I am uh, not going to go through that again. So right. that's just not even on the table. No, it shouldn't so, be. what are the things that you do as a parent to divorce-proof your marriage? Put Christ first. Put God first in your life. Put your wife second. Always make sure she knows she's number two, and it's a good number two. And then surround yourself by men that can hold you accountable when you're struggling, because you will struggle, and you will fail, and. You'll, you'll go through the valley, but when you're in the valley, you need to have people there with you to help you bring it back up. And don't, don't be afraid to talk about it. I mean, that was my dad's generation and my mom's is you don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and just don't put yourself in situations that, that could lead to temptations. I mean, Chris and I have a rule that we, we don't ride in a car with the opposite sex or not a relative. And it's just something we do. And I've actually turned down people at work who kind of chastised me a little bit because I went and go on a road trip with a girl. It's like, I can't do it. I'll go, but we're going to drive separate. We're going to, well, we can't 
you know, and their response was, we can't do that. Well, I can't go. Mm-hmm. So we're very, people know where I stand. They know where my boundaries are. And I don't put anybody above Krista except for God. I mean, she is my one and only, and I plan on keeping it that way. And I look at her, and it doesn't matter if she's pregnant, if she's not, if she's fat, if she's skinny, if she, she's beautiful to me. And I tell her that every day. And I just adore her. And she is my, she's my light that, you know, I just can't even fathom being, doing life or raising kids without her. I mean, is it perfect every time? No. <laughs> no. I mean, there's times I want to, you know, just come out here and hit yeah, ball, That's why you have the yeah, garage, right? Exactly. <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, uh, we don't, I've got to set the bar with Krista so the girls see what that bar is so they don't marry down to find a man figure in their life. Mm-hmm. And so that's my goal with the girls is, is to show them what, how I'm supposed to treat it, how a wife is supposed to be treated, how you respect your wife, how you talk to her, and when there is a problem, how you handle it. And if I can do that, then I consider myself successful at raising those girls. So they don't, don't just find somebody just to fill that void that should be that a dad should have already filled. So that's my, my goal. So, I mean, dates, you know, just randomly don't need an occasion, just say I love you, give her a card, you know, give her a note in the morning. Um, stop stop by and give her cheap some flowers, you know, flowers are cheap, just show up with them. No reason, just because. So that's the stuff I try to do. Now write this down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jen's gonna be like, what so, are those? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. it's no reason, yeah. there are no, no strings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just, that's, that's a lot of it, just just showing, and I don't know if, you know, we never found out what we're gonna have, what we were having, if they're boy or girl, but I've got all girls, so, you know, I just, I gotta set that bar. I have a mission statement for my life and what my life was, what my goals are as far as being a husband, a father, you know, um, you know where I see myself, where I wanna end up, you know, so it's, it's, it's a pretty neat statement. I, I just sat down and wrote it one day. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of how I got my own personal mission statement. I, I try to follow, and I I fail sometimes on those, but that's I got goals. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you know if you if you're not aiming at anything, then you're mm-hmm. not going to hit anything. Exactly. So yep, that's, yep, that's great. Yep, but I you know I, when we were out in Iowa, I got involved with the church we went to there. I had a really good men's group, and I got involved. And there's a study by it's called Men's Eternity. It's by Robert Lewis, a guy. He has a church in Arkansas, but it's basically how to unpack your bags from your past mm-hmm. and how to prioritize your life. And and I, I probably grew more in that study than I ever did in my life. Mm-hmm. And I wrote letters to people that I thought, even though I don't, I didn't feel I, I wronged them, I wrote letters asking, hey, I'm sorry, you know, if I ever did anything to offend you, um, you probably should have been one of them, but I didn't go that, that far well, down. Well, I'm, I'm over you yeah. putting my, uh, my yeah. head in the trash, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there, we do stuff when we're young that we're stupid and, and say things because our priorities are different, but it took a lot. I had to swallow a lot of pride to to sit down and talk to people and say, hey, I'm sorry, I screwed up. And, and uh, you know, I may not agree with what they're doing or what they said, but I don't want, if I don't forgive them, it's against me, it's not against them. Mm-hmm. They already moved on. Right. So I don't want something like that holding over me. 
So you do have four girls, mm -hmm. and they are getting older. Mm -hmm. How are you going to handle the realm of dating? Good question. Um, we've kind of planted the seed a little bit um, as far as what our expectations are. I mean, they know that if they want to date, the, the, the boy has to come talk to me. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be... <laughs> Good yeah, luck to him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> At first, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to... So, but now so it's like, 45 yeah, years old. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still living in my basement. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I just, that was one of my things. Is I want to get to know them, what their thoughts are, what the beliefs, what their intentions are. I mean, a lot of them just little dates here and there. And we just, like I said, all you can do is just plant the seed. They're going to do what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. You know that. I know that. Um, you know, I made choices in my life that weren't always great. And it didn't matter what my parents or their parents or whatever. You know, I just, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be a jerk to them. But I just want to let them know that, hey, this is my most valuable possession I have. Mm -hmm. And you need to treat it that way. Mm -hmm. And, uh. So that's, that's my biggest thing is just I want to sit down and talk to them. And uh, if I did my job right, they're not going to, they'll be okay. I shouldn't have to do a whole lot at that point. Yeah, no, that's good. If I if yeah. already got, you know, that out of the way and they you got the they got the foundation, yeah. I am a firm believer that a lot of our issues that we're having in our culture right now stem from a parenting crisis. Oh, absolutely. Um, so what do you think men can do in order to help alleviate some of the cultural issues that we're going through as a society stop letting mom raise the boys yeah i, I totally agree with I that i mean that's a mom it's like a dad trying to raise a girl there's certain things we, we we won't know i don't understand i don't know how that's something mom has to do but one of the things i see is one of the biggest issues is that Dads are not involved. They're not around. They just they do their deed and they're gone. They're not there raising their kids. And so mom is trying to do it. She has no clue how to raise a boy into a man. She has no clue. And and it takes two parents. And and if you get your, I don't want to say this and be be right or not sound like a jerk. St stop just sleeping with whoever you want to just for the pleasure of doing it. Put your kids first. And that's that's my that's what I see. You got too many moms raising kids. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be that way. Dads are not responsible. What the women are are not making them be responsible. And I think that's a lot of the issues. I mean, I think Tony Evans has a book and, and does a bunch of speeches about that, about um the rate of um fatherless homes in a, in certain um, communities and how it affects them. So, I mean, it's, it's just tremendous. Mm -hmm. so. um, I was working at the cable company before I started doing more of this world. Um, just, you know, day job, consistency, working hard, um, getting myself out of a mess that I kind of created. And going into those houses, um, the I, I saw a, a lot of families that it was just the single mom raising their kids and it just became a form of crisis living. Mm -hmm. And so um, what is a way that um, men can help um, people already in that situation? So if they know somebody going through things like this and as far as uh, mentorship for younger kids and yeah. things like that. Well, I think you just said it. Yeah. Mentor them. 
get involved in them to say hey, you want to go to a ball game you want to it's tough to do especially in my you know having my own kids I'm sometimes I get selfish with my time so I'm a brand new parent mm-hmm. um, and I'm still figuring out a lot of stuff yep. uh, is there any big mistake that you made that you learned from that if you were to have more kids you wouldn't make again just keeping your cool you know, situations that, you know, come up and you just got to not overreact to them mm-hmm. and just keep your cool. I mean, biggest advice would be just spend time with them. And it's okay to go do your own thing because you need that time as a dad to, to get your batteries charged back up. But just spend time with them. Take them, you know, if you're out, in the, out running around, just take them with you. You don't have to talk. Just spend time with them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest important thing is just watch how you interact and, you know, um, how you handle situations, you know, getting overpaid at the store. What do you do? Do you pocket the money? Or you go back and say, hey, you made a mistake and give the money back. Or, hey, you didn't charge me for this. That's the stuff they see. They see how you react. They're, they're watching you more than they're hearing you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with guys at work. I mean, they watch you more than they hear you. And if, if you're doing something and you're telling them to do something opposite, then you can't, you can't tell them that. All right. That's great. So um, I'm going to ask you one more question, but this last question is only going to be available for those who are subscribed to the Better Best Dads Club. So if you want to see the rest of my interview with uh, Randy, you will have to join that email subscription and you can, um, you'll be able to see it on Sunday. So, well, hey, thanks a bunch for uh, coming in and allowing me to speak with you. Uh, that was some really great insight. And I think that this was a really awesome way to um, start to have men talk more about what it really means to be a dad. All right. No problem. That's fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Best Dads podcast. New episodes are uploaded every Friday. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Best Dads and join the Better Best Dads club at betterbestdads.com forward slash club for exclusive content you won't find anywhere else.